Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I am Kevin Prenville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our children, we're losing an entire generation. Today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects undaunted by political correctness. And the new norm on college campuses has turned our students into victims and given them a victim mentality. And we see this in radical feminist groups and even in our history courses, believe it or not. So today we're gonna to explore why this is part of the crime of the century. All right, so, so we're on the same page. We have to understand what a victim mentality is and simply the mindset that all of the problems in your life come from some outside external force, something that you can physically or emotionally harm. So we see this with the loser mentality. Oh, I can't uh, go to work, it's raining. The external force being the rain, and you don't, the real reason you don't wanna go to work is because you're lazy and because you're undisciplined, but it's raining, so that'll do as an excuse. This is a lot where the excuses come from. And sometimes, sometimes they're legitimate. Sometimes my dog died, my wife was in a car accident, you know, my kid has to go to the hospital. Those, there are such things as viable excuses that have actually happened. But what I'm talking about is is the BS, where you texting, oh, I don't feel like I'm going to work today, so uh, you text your manager or whatever, uh, I'm sick, or uh, something like that, that doesn't really fly, but everyone just understands you didn't feel like it that day. Well, that's a loser mentality. Uh, a professional and somebody who makes money and somebody who wins shows up whether they feel like it or not because that's their job and that's what they're paid to do and that's why they're paid in mass quantities to do something is because they're expected to be a professional. They're expected to show up regardless of the rain, regardless of their feelings. Again, their kid's in the hospital or their wife dies or their dog goes to the hospital or whatever. Um, that That's understandable, but those are very limited circumstances. They don't text in and say, hey, I can't go today, I feel a little under the weather. They'll show up. A winner shows up. And so what we see really a lot in these uh, institutions, these, these academic institutions, is teaching uh, younger kids, oh, there's no potential out there. The people who make money were born with it. Or the people who make money were lucky. Or the people who were born, you know, rich, those are the ones who make it. That's not the case. There are plenty of stories in the United States that really go with the, the rags to riches story. You can find a million of them. Just search anywhere. Google, book, I don't, I don't, I don't care where. But the point is, that isn't dead. There were 800 new millionaires in the U.S. last year. 800. Well, why can't you get yours? It's not like this little pile of money that we have. The amount of money in this country is like an ocean. There's enough money circulating on this planet for every man, woman, and child to have multi-million dollars. But that's not what we're taught. In these institutions, we're taught, um, you know, shut up, make 50 grand, pay off debt for 20 years, then maybe play some catch-up for another 20 years, and then save until you die. That's not the life I want, and that's not the life you should want either. But it's what we're taught. It's what we're conditioned to believe, that we're somehow virtuous if we stay poor. No, man, go get it. Go get something. Go, go attack something. Go devour something. Do what you were put here to do. But if we're conditioned 
to not do that. If our our if what's planted in our brains to go attack something is conditioned out of it, and I believe it can be, with enough propaganda, with enough 18 years of public schooling, another four of collegiate institution, if that message is hammered home and hammered home, then eventually you're going to believe it. And really, who this affects the most are, are women who are taken by radical feminists and those who view our own history. Let me, let me tackle the feminism issue first. And often uh, the new third wave talks about empowering women, you know, grow armpit hair and somehow it'll attack this magical patriarchy. Or, uh, uh, you know, uh, take your top off in the middle of the streets and somehow that'll dismantle the patriarchy. I mean, you're free to take your top off in the middle of the street for my amusement. That's fine. I don't care. Um, you know, I'm a red-blooded red male, but that doesn't att uh, attack some mythical patriarchy. But what it does is teaches women, oh, you're victims. You're not, you're not wealthy because it's men's fault. You can't do that because it's, it's some mythical patriarchy. You can't do something because another man, is, some other, a man out there is doing something. Um, really, you know, I was raised primarily by my mother, and she's very well off. She is a self-made woman. Um, and she is against pretty much anything that these feminists teach, which is, um, you know, don't get married because it'll tax on patriarchy and, and uh, it's okay to be fat and lazy because, you know, that way you're flying in the face of the patriarchy. You really want to ruffle some feathers of, uh, of some old men? Make money as a woman. Be powerful. Get in their space. Get in their face. Do something as a woman that, that, that says, I am powerful, I am here. It doesn't mean don't raise kids. It doesn't mean don't, you know, get married. You can do all those things and still be powerful. You can give that power to your, your children uh, if you're raising them. You can raise them right and raise them as productive beings. That's still power. So to say, I'm not going to get married, I'm going to be fat and do nothing, and that'll attack, they, yeah, that'll show, that'll show those old men. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Uh, just Go be you, but go be powerful. Go do something. And that's the main point here. You get, and let's move on to, to the history topic. Um, and, and that was my major. I majored in history. And you look at it, and we all hold these, these we all virtue signal. Oh, the Indians were oppressed. Oh, black people were oppressed. Oh, Mexicans were oppressed. That happened. Yeah, Arabs killed blacks. Arabs enslaved blacks. Arabs on mass quantities enslaved black people. White people were enslaved. If you look at, at, at history, indentured servitude, and not to the extent black people were, but they were. See, but that shouldn't hold your ancestors down. In fact, it's making black people and Hispanics, it's taking away from their ability to go do something and, and, and right the wrongs of the past. And the way I believe that people of color can reestablish their, their power in society is by going and becoming powerful. Look at Damon John. He's a, he's a uh, black guy who had 40 bucks in his pocket. He's built multi-million dollars worth of companies. He's on Shark Tank. He's somebody. And his color, the color of his skin didn't determine that, didn't determine his outcome in life. One, that's what makes this country beautiful. That's what makes this flag worth standing for. That's what makes this anthem worth respecting. That's what makes it 
worth it to thank a police officer, to thank a military man, to thank anybody who's willing to defend this country because we can create 800 millionaires a year. We can create people like, uh, I, I'll use Damon John again, but uh, uh, Ty Lopez, who's, who's of Hispanic descent, who has made money. Uh, you know, uh, there are plenty of rags to riches stores, plenty of people of color who have money outside of sports. And we're taught, oh, they're, they're, they're victims of the white man. They're victims of this. They're going to stay victims the more you teach that. And that's not to absolve the issues of the past, but don't make people like me, who have never owned a slave and who, was ne who have never uh, uh, shouted racial slurs at somebody for being colored, don't make me be, uh, become the bad guy for something I didn't do. Or you. If you're white and you have never owned a slave or yelled at somebody of color for just being that group of people, it's not your fault that it happened. Even if it's in your lineage, it's not your fault. I mean, you could go ahead and donate if you want and try to help. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not your fault that things in the past happened. Is it, is it all Germans' fault for the Holocaust? No, it's not. Is it, is it all Rwandans' fault for the, for the genocide there? No, it's not. But the history courses and the way that it's taught says, virtue signal to the uh, poor people, tell white people they're evil, have the two fight, and that'll somehow make our country great. Somehow that'll make us stronger with diversity programs, all of that stuff. All of that stems from a view of history. And, and, and it's hammered in day after day. You know, the whole reason I wrote this book was because I refused to call Trump a fascist. So if you, in college, stand against this, if you say, no, I'm going to see people for their intrinsic human worth, and some people aren't valuable at all, Blacks, whites, doesn't matter. Some people don't do anything with their life, and those people aren't valuable at all, and that's why they make nothing. Well, if you go against that, if you say, hey, I'm going to look past color and actually say, well, there's not someone's worth their salt based off of their actions, you're called out. You're ostracized. I was kicked out of, uh, kicked out of courses I never thought I'd be kicked out of. All, all of this just for taking a stand. And it starts in the history courses. And this is an issue. This is part of the crime of the century because... We will have a nation of unproductive victims if we keep going down this path. But we can fix it. And there is no, there's nothing that will stop us from making this right if we take it upon ourselves to right ourselves first. We must tend to our own gardens. We must understand that most of the issues in our own lives are our faults, which is fine. Just go deal with it. Go do something. Go fix it. Attack it. Do something. And it'll all work out in the end. See, you are an individual. You are uniquely you. You've heard that before. But don't fall into the, um, that person's attacking me, so, or this group is attacking me, so that's why I can't do something. There may be things that are holding you back, physical or psychological, but don't make that a barrier to doing something great. Don't make that the reason you don't do anything. And often we see this. People are virtual, virtual signaling uh, depression I, all the time in public school and, and, and high school and all that. People thought it would be um, taking some sort of stand if they said they were depressed or whatever. That doesn't get anything done, man. I don't care if you're depressed. Go do it. Go do something. We all feel bad. Um, now, there are people with clinical depression, but they have their good days and bad days. 
So do something on a good day and sit and moan on a bad day. I don't care. But do something with your life. We're here for a reason. Go figure it out. So really, the big crux of this issue comes down to, therefore, a lack of nationalism. Say, so where, where, where does that come in? Where does that even fit in any of this? Well, the thing that made America so great and what used to make our country, and still does, make our country rise above everybody else, we have the ability as individuals to take from that, from that ocean of wealth and, and, our, and our own buckets and go create and go be artists uh, in, in whatever field that is. Go be artists, go be entrepreneurs, go be business owners, do something without having to go jump through a million bureaucratic hoops, without having to uh, appease some uh, political party. You can go do it. You can go, if you want and you see it and you have the wherewithal to do it, it can become a reality. And that really only exists in this country, and it used to exist in England, but that clearly doesn't happen anymore. That's another topic for another day. But we have such an industrial base, such a, such a, a, a wealth of, of information and, and people with the ability to create, and we're not tapping into it. But if we could, we could change the entire world. And that's not what we're being taught in our history courses. Our, our, our women are being taught to be victims. Our uh, people of color are being taught to be victims. Uh, we're all taught that if you're not a victim, you're the bad guy. And I'm sick and tired of it, and I think you should be too. And this is really at the crux of it what makes it the crime of the century. Is it, 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 it begins in the collegiate institutions. You're taught, go hate your country. Go hate this group. Go hate that group. If you really want to get to it and you really want to do something, what you have to do is realize that in a lot of these issues, the one common thread is you. So fix it. Go do something. And abolish this crime of the century.